Hi, Justin. Hey, Lindsay. This is pretty wild. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Perspectives of Pop Culture. I am one of your co-hosts, Justin, and I'm here with the lovely Lindsay. Hello, cuties. Um, Yeah, this is kind of a surreal moment, sitting down, actually doing our very first episode, you know, actually spilling all the tea this episode. I'm pretty stoked. First episode after a lot of trial and error with our audio. Thank you for bearing with us. Hopefully this one sounds so much better than the first two. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of ups and downs, but we're figuring we're we're making our way through it, you know? We're getting better. Yeah, we appreciate the patience. Well, we had a really big pop culture week for our first week of episodes, which is very exciting. It's like they just knew like, that we were like going been, to record. Yeah. And we've been texting each other nonstop, like, oh my God, did you see this? Oh my god, did you see this? Non-stop. Should we include this? Yeah. We got a lot of stuff to cover. So I think we should just jump right in. Do it. Lead us off. Lead us off. Okay. Um, First, we should talk about our trends. Should we talk about that first? Oh, my God. Our trends. Our trends. Yes. I do want to talk about my trend. Okay. let's, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. My trend of the week is has been trending for a few weeks now, but it is the Mary Phillips um, makeup pack that she does on all of her slip clients, like Kendall Jenner and Haley Bieber. And oh, it wait, is so a, she's a makeup artist. She's a makeup artist to the stars. Like, Got it. if you, I could have any one human do my makeup, it would be Mary Phillips, hundred okay. percent. And I don't even care about makeup that much. I don't know what I'm doing, but she is a true genius for this one. Apparently, she puts her concealer and the contour on your, like, fresh primed face and blend that all in. And then, Justin, this is what's crazy. So you have no foundation on yet. Then you put, like, foundation on, like, the back of your hand and you take a big fluffy brush, which is usually used for, like, powder. Like, no Uh one uses this big fluffy brush for foundation. It just seems ridiculous. But you take the big fluffy brush, you swirl it in your foundation, and you like airbrush it onto your skin. So you get like a much lighter coverage and you don't have like that cake on look that like every other girl has where it's like a pound of foundation and then you have your contour, then you have your blush, and then you have your concealer. Like it's a nice just like sealant over your conceal and contour. And for the one time a week that I put on makeup, I've been fucking loving this. It doesn't feel like I have anything on my skin. It's so much less. So I like I envisioned I envisioned what you're telling me, but I obviously needed to see it for myself and see exactly. Yeah, what I'm going to post like one of the reels because every single yeah. girly on the internet has been posting her doing her makeup this way. I'll post one of them to our pop Instagram story. Is it so. this? Is this I that revolutionary? I feel like people have gotten this similar yes. look. But maybe not in the same technique. Is that what I'm... No, yeah. It's the technique that's revolutionary. Like, yes, it looks the same in the end, but you don't feel cakey. You use a lot less product, so you, like, don't have to buy as much. And it just looks more like your skin, you know? Which is important in a makeup look. Absolutely. And I, like, me personally, I don't like the super caked on look. I kind of like the more natural look, so I'm I'm for this. Oh, you don't like it it when you kiss Jackie and, like, makeup comes off on your face? 
first of all, that's never happened when I kiss Jackie. It's all these other random girls that end up hugging me and then they leave makeup everywhere. And not yes, to portray that I'm shirt. hugging a bunch of random women. That's not what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, let's be clear here, Justin. Tell us what you really mean. Not- I'm dead. <laughs> Justin's really popular. It's all the it's all the Montecito yoga moms. You know? Okay, well, whatever. What's your trend? <laughs> That's mine. Um, I feel so. My trend is fashion, obviously, because you know that's what I am primarily into. Uh, so I think me and you have talked about this in the past a little bit. And I remember when I first brought it to you, it was actually when we last visited you in Hawaii, and you looked at me like I was crazy because you were like, "I have no idea what that is." It was like a few months ago. It's called Goldcore. <laughs> And now that, that you know, now, now that you know what it is, I think this is a much more effective conversation. Um, for those of our listeners who do not know what Gorpcore is, essentially it's taking not even athletic wear. It's like taking athletic or athleisure to like the next level. You're using like outdoor wear for every day. And I'm not talking like Lululemon outdoor wear or your Carhartt jeans that look cute, your carpenter jeans. I'm talking like legit Artec like snow jackets and rainproof stuff that like guys who climb Mount Everest use and the people are using products like that and then using them on the street and like when they're going places like to coffee and I think the concept behind it like the look I kind of like it's like a little bit baggier look and it's a really technical look but more importantly I was listening to somebody else's uh, YouTube video and podcast about it and they mentioned that it kind of introduces a new sense of sustainability because a lot of times these products last a lot longer than, you know, fast fashion. So these jackets are meant to last years and years. And it also creates a new resale market because they do last so long. So that's why I think it's pretty interesting. Um, as far as like how far I take it, I do have some like technical, like um, light shell jackets that are meant to be rainproof that I kind of incorporate into my fashion. Um, it includes like, kind of like Carhartt pants and things like that. So, you know, I think it's, the reason I think it's here to stay is because it's less of a trend and more of like a lifestyle of sustainability. And, you know, a millennial and a Gen Z loves the word sustainability. Oh yeah. That's a buzzword. It's a huge buzzword. I don't know. What are your thoughts about Gorpcore? Here to stay, try it out. Here's how I feel about Gorpcore. I feel feel as though, (laughs) I feel as though. The girl who lives in Hawaii feels as though. Yeah. And here's the thing, like lots of people here are very adventurous and they're wearing those things and they're wearing it seriously. Are we cosplaying as adventurers when we're wearing corp core? Also, I'm just thinking of the tech guys in Northern California walking around that were once nerdy wearing like these nicer versions of clothes that they maybe would have thought were cool earlier on. And now that the tech world is huge and booming, everyone's like, we want to look like we also participate in this new upscale tech world. And let me tell you, I have some girlfriends that have dated in that pool and they are not the vibe. Okay. From what I've heard, if you are a man in Northern California that is in the tech world and you're cool, I'm not talking about you. Okay. Please don't take offense. I'm talking about these tech bros. And they're wearing these adventure stuff. And then they're talking about their hikes. And their hikes are trails that you walk on, you know? <laughs> so those are all of my thoughts. I do like the look, though, to yeah. be clear. So I think more, it looks I, cute. 
I think so. What I'm hearing is you don't like that people are perpetrating like they're this adventurous person. It's kind of like yes. the like five or six years ago when Lululemon got big, and you know the girl who would wear Lululemon and never step foot inside a yoga studio. We all have that. Friend. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm totally chill with you being a gorp core enthusiast if you're going to climb Mount Everest. I'm never climbing Mount Everest. Okay, well, <laughs> that sucks for you. <laughs> All right. Well, I vote Gorp Core is here to stay mainly because of the sustainability. Lindsay has a different opinion about Gorp Core. I think um, it'll stay. It'll stick for like a year. I agree. Well, that is our take. Uh, that is our take. You guys <laughs> let us know what you guys think um, on social media. We'll be posting about it over the next week. Is it here to stay? Is the new makeup trend? Try it out, ladies or men. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Let me move. Should we go on? Should we move on to the news? Yeah, let's talk about some pop culture news. I've been dying to talk about it. Justin and I have been refraining from discussing any of these stories so that you will get our genuine reactions here. And we have a lot of thoughts. I love that you brought that up because I think that's one of the funniest things now is like we start talking about something and we're like, wait, wait, wait. We just said this for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Wait, wait, I know our texts are cut so short now. We basically but, just took what we talked about every day and said, can't talk about that anymore. You get one hour a week too. That's it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, uh, Oscar nominations came out, which as always, as I'm sure as most of you, half of the movies I have either never heard of and definitely have not seen. I don't know about you, Lindsay, but. No, like All Quiet on the Western Front. Where do you even find that? Who's, who saw that? I, Women talking. Where is that from? I've never I, even seen a promo. Neither, neither. I literally had to look up some of these trailers, and I was like, "Huh, interesting concept." Don't think I'll like. I wouldn't go out of my way to see some of these movies. Let's just say that. No yeah. offense. I'm sure they're great. So anyway, um, first one up is yeah, as you said, All Quiet on the Western Front. For those of you who do not know, it is a Netflix movie. This is Netflix. for Best Picture. Yeah, this is for Best Picture. Um, okay. This is a movie about war that breaks out in Germany and following a bunch of classmates as they go off to war. I mean, Ugh, cool. Depressing. They always yeah. choose the most depressing movies. Okay, what's what the next gets, one? That's what elicits emotion. They have to. Sure. Joy is also an emotion. <laughs> All right. The next one is one that I'm sure most people have either seen or plan on seeing Avatar, the way of the water. I don't have to give an explanation. I know Lindsay, you guys have seen it. What are your thoughts about the movie? Okay. I have a really hot take and no one yell at me, please. But I'm being very serious when I say that was way too much fight scenes. Like there was no story development there. We got barely anything. The best scenes were like when the little boy, which I'm so sorry, I don't remember his name. Um, the son that like bonded with that cool whale thing, or like when they first got to the um, new water tribe and was learning their ways, those were all five minute scenes, but then there would be a five minute, beautiful scene, story development, and then a 30 minute action fighting. Yes, there were very cool graphics. He did a great job. I understand all of the education and the research that went in to creating those scenes. However, I liked the more story development time, like the first movie really gave us, but I was a little disappointed with this one. Not going to lie. It was beautiful, think, but not my yeah, favorite. I, I would have to partially agree. I think 
I like I picked out like I think one of the best character developments was the daughter who was played by the same actress in the previous movie. Um, I think setting her up as being like, I think she's going to be like the savior of everyone. She's kind of like the avatar. If you ever watched that uh, cartoon, like she is the one who's going to help. She's the one. Avatar, the cartoon, not avatar, the movie. I can see what the confusion is there. Um, But I like that kind of character. But no, I I 100% agree. I think there was not a lot to the story. Um, but you know, I'm someone who's like a very technical person and I watch like back behind the scenes videos about how they filmed facial capture underwater, which is like revolutionary and it's and it's really crazy. Yeah, um, it's wild. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. And yeah, the graphics were amazing. But yeah, I think it left something to be desired on the story front. But you know, we're not Ebert and Ropert or anything. We're not professional movie critics. No, no one asked my opinion, but here I am. <laughs> All right, next up is The Banshees of Inishira, and I apologize. Okay, I I have to talk about this one because this is about my people and my culture, okay? Okay, go ahead. Tell us what it's about. when I watched this. Oh, you watched it, it, actually? Yeah, I watched this. I suffered through it, just a little. Literally, Jackie saw the trailer and was like, Lindsay definitely has not seen that movie. Oh, I've seen it, okay? Gonzo and I were like, wow, it's based off some Irish men on a beautiful island off Ireland. Ireland. Absolutely. Let's watch it. Why? Why was this a story? I, un- okay, here's the thing. It's about, it's about two men, grown men. Okay. That yeah. one grown man decides he doesn't want to talk to his grown man friend anymore. And he tells him, do not talk to me or I will cut off one of my fingers. And the other man is like, why, sir? What's his name again? P- Podrick. Podrick asks Colm, why don't you want to talk to me anymore? This is so sad. You're my best buddy in the whole world. And it's a very small town. Everyone knows each other. So everyone's like, why is Colm not talking to Podrick? Like, it's the whole thing. Okay. Podrick does not take Colm's threat seriously. He ends up talking to Podrick and he cuts off his fingers. Like for real? Podrick. Yes. And throws it at Podrick's door. Here's my thing, Colm. If you don't want someone to talk to you, don't cut off your own finger. Threaten cutting off his finger. He doesn't care if you don't have a finger. That makes no sense. But apparently, this movie is an allegory or analogy. Please don't judge my vocabulary. Allegory or analogy for the Irish Civil War, where they were basically just fighting for no reason that no one really understood what the what the real mm-hmm. issue was. Um my grandma lived through the Irish Civil War, I think, cool. part of it, yeah. maybe, off to yeah. color. When I asked her about this movie, she said, sounds boring, won't be watching it. So, <laughs> from one Irish person to another, maybe don't waste your time on this one. Oh, I, my God. Gone to when I were watching, I was like, there's got to be something that happens. Like, it was so boring. <laughs> like, and something I, more. like, looked to see at what time. Yeah, I'm like, something's, like, there's got to be an arch to the story. I yeah. looked to see at the time, and we had... 15 minutes left. I was like, how? How is this going to go anywhere? Anyways, don't watch it. That It should not win Best Picture. <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> um, I like okay, the... Okay, but Elvis. Elvis. Okay, let's just... Elvis, I haven't seen it yet. Have you? I saw it. Costume design, stunning. Okay. Um, Tom Hanks, disgusting. Austin Butler, 
So basically, I just wrote on his forehead, Vanessa Hudgens got me here. And I said bye to her. He was good, though. His voice continuing on after is not my vibe. So do you think he actually still sounds like Elvis? I tried to listen and. I think he did like some method acting, you know, and he did a really good job. He was a really great Elvis. Yep. And he just didn't know how to get himself out of it. But it was like cool or interesting the first month or so after the movie came out. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we were all still at the type of it, but it's yeah. gotta settle down now. I know he was like he did some interview with E News talking about how oh, it was like three years of my life. Of course it's part of my DNA now or something like that. So mm-hmm. um I'm I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know what Austin Butler's voice sounded like before this movie, so it just to me it sounds like Austin Butler. So I mean, just remember, he was a Disney Channel star. That's where he got his start, okay? Where did all these, where do they find these kids? I don't know, but I'm still upset I wasn't a Disney Channel star. (laughs) Same. Okay, next one. Next one. Uh, This is one of our, both of our, one of our favorites is Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think we shouldn't, I don't want to tell part of this story because I think people should just watch it. You have amazing. to watch this movie. Absolutely if you amazing. have not watched this movie, turn this off. Go watch the movie. Come back and finish this so that we get the view or the download or whatever. But yeah. please go watch this movie. It is so good. It is stunning. It, I, it, I think it's like a superhero movie, but not a superhero movie. It's so much more complex than that. And just like the way they handled the multiverse and just – the actress who led in it was just absolutely amazing. Um, the overarching story, I, the graphics, and it was from like a small production company. Did you know that? It was like from like not a big movie production company, which makes it even more amazing that it's up for like best picture. And like she's better. up for awards. Crazy. Go watch it. That's all I'm convinced say. that they actually talked to, um, you know, Psychics and Akashic readers and like people like that that know or learn or educate themselves on the multiverse. Yeah. Because to me, like watching that movie, I was like, this confirms everything that I've like researched or understood from my Akashic reader, my psychic, when I ask them all these very deep questions that they don't have the time to answer to me. Yeah. But that's was a really great representation and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And yeah. everyone should watch it. I think it was well done. I'll, I, side note, I had an internal bet with myself on how long it was going to take you to bring up your Akashic reader or your psychic. My bet was around 10 minutes. So you made it double the time. So I'm so proud of you. I'm pretty proud. I'm pretty proud. <laughs> All right. Next one is The Fablemans, which is by Steven Spielberg. I, from what I read, it's supposed to be a loose adaptation or biography of how he got into movies. That's all I Okay. Got. Next one is Tar. Um, it's about a music composer. It's like a psychological thriller who, from what I can tell from the trailer, it's about she's getting ready for this big career production. And then she starts seeing things and her, I think her like a strain or her adopted daughter starts causing issues. I don't know. It seems very like enticing, but mm. uh, I don't know if I'll watch it. So Sounds a little depressing. <laughs> Next one is Triangles of Sadness. This one was also kind of odd. It's about these two young people. They're influencers, and they get invited on this uh, luxury cruise ship. And 
it all of a sudden things start going haywire. I think it's supposed to be like an allegory for like the downside of gluttony and how, you know, mm-hmm. always seeking opulence and all that. And then like you have these little influencers who are just starting out in their life and all the rich people are like super old and they talk down to the wait staff and them. And so I think maybe that's what it's about. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch like it. opening your eye up to the darker side of fame or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, so I like, I like the idea. Next one is um, Woman King, which is with Viola Davis. I need to watch this movie. I just haven't gotten a chance to. It's about in the 1800s, these group of FEMA warriors in Africa um, who defended this king and they face all these new threats. And I don't know if you've seen the trailers, but I kid you not, Viola Davis got like Creed buff. Like she got ripped. So props to her. Wow. You should honestly look An it up. An icon. Yeah, she and had Viola Davis is what, 40 something, probably. She killed it. Absolutely killed it. All right. Rounding and everything I can't off. Orange. <laughs> yeah. and rounding everything off is uh, Top Gun Maverick. I think everybody, I don't need to explain this one. It's the sequel to the long, a long way to sequel to the movie we all loved growing up as kids. It's a good movie. I don't think it's great, but I think it was cute. And I think the. Again, the technology they did to film it, they actually had these actors in the cockpits that they actually had to train for that is pretty dope. And Miles Teller, who everybody's obsessed with, was in it. So have you seen it? Uh, I didn't see it, but I saw the clip of Miles Teller dancing, like that one viral clip that went around everywhere because everyone was like, You mean him shirtless on the beach? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, which, by the way, if you didn't know Miles Teller before this movie, where have you been? He's always been cute. He's always been cool. And I don't think that I'm going to watch this because I'm scared of action movies. So it's going to skip out on that one. To be honest, there's only like the very end, like the last 15 minutes are like super action-y. The rest are just, anyway, I know how you and Jackie are. You okay, but are like your Tom Cruise gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like I'm not down for Tom Cruise. Something about him, mm, not right no, there. Not right there. I'm not going to disagree because like I'm not a Mission Impossible guy. I said it. No. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. People are <laughs> going to hate us hot takes left and right. All right, guys, that closes out for the Oscars. Hope you guys watch. Um, yeah, maybe you'll go. Usually, what do I you do watch the I... Oscars, Justin? No. <laughs> no. I would. I check. Out, I... I check afterwards to see who won, and then I. I'd like go watch the movies that are nominated because I'm like, oh, like they probably got nominated for a reason. But I'm not gonna lie, I don't watch them live. No, I do not. No, I don't either. I do watch the red carpet because the fashion's the best part of the Oscars. Yes, obviously. But beyond that, I'll no. check out who won the next day. Same. Okay. This past week was Paris Fashion Week, you guys, which oh my God. just served up so many iconic so many moments. So many looks. I mean, the three that we have to call out are Doja Cat's, Crazy fits for Scaparelli. And I think the other one was, um, what did she do the other one for? Mason Valentino, maybe? I just, I remember the looks and I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's really out here. Okay. Well, she wore this stunning, um, okay, sorry. That was Victor and Rolf where she wore the lashes. Okay. So for Scaparelli, she was covered in, I don't even know how many, but red red Swarovski crystals. Yeah. How do you still find that? First of all, couldn't see anything. Doesn't that, like, I remember putting on face paint for Halloween and, like, an hour in, my entire face is itching. Like, how did she do that? 
No, this is what I'm saying. She's an icon for sitting yeah. through a show like that, let alone sitting through the application process because that sucks. Getting yeah. my nails done sucks. I can't imagine how long that took her. It was like hours. Yeah. I, hours. and I didn't know Doja was such a big like fashion person until this. Like I thought, you know, she's, she actually a has a really cool, no, she has a really cool fashion team behind her. Okay. Um, and she's down. Like she tries everything out. I feel it. I like it. I like the looks. I like the eyebrow look the best just because it was just so like, what the fuck? Like came okay, out of nowhere. Do you, do you know the story behind why she did that? Was it that somebody made a comment about how she didn't have eyebrows in the. Yeah. Someone look? posted like the main feedback for the Rides Gaparelli look was like, where's your lashes? You don't have any lashes. It's creepy without lashes. So yeah. for the literal next day, this is how quick Doja is and how little fuck she gives she was like yep. fine you bitches want some lashes she wore them <laughs> as a mustache she wore them as a little goatee she wore some lashes on her eyebrows and she did not put fake lashes on her actual eyelashes which is obviously you know purposeful and she's a queen i mean i'm here for that level of pettiness <laughs> yeah no one claps back like doja no, the other, great. another honorable outfit for fashion week, obviously was Kylie Jenner also at Scaparelli wearing the lion dress. That was not a real lion's head. It was completely fabricated by the Scaparelli team. So it was entirely fake, but it looked really real though. Looked real. Peter's still coming for that head though. I mean, when is Peter not like other honorable mention was Anne Hathaway. She was out partying in Paris. The dances Hathaway, and the Twitter, amazing. Amazing. If you have not seen Anne Hathaway dancing in a club in Paris, personally, damn me, I will send them to you because they're so good. Um, I loved her outfit. She was wearing a head-to-toe, like, cheetah print look, cheetah print encrusted dress with cheetah print encrusted tights. Stunning. She looked flawless. This woman does not age. And I wish I was Anne Hathaway in Paris. Oh, my God. I wish I can party with her. Like she, like the princess. She seems like a good time. She seems like an amazing time. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw her. I saw that I was scrolling through our Twitter and uh, looking at all the, her dancing. It was just like, they kept getting not like funnier as like, uh, make, but she just looked like she was like, did not care. She didn't, she wasn't a celebrity in that moment. She was just like yeah. in her own moment doing her thing. And I love She it. was not like looking at the camera concerned no. about how she was looking. She was just going yeah. for it. And we love that for her. I think Absolutely. that's what Paris brings out in people. You probably move there. <laughs> Down. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Paris. Oh, Speaking. That was a nice like segue. segue. That was good. Oh shit. I'm sorry. I hit the mic. I'm already a pro. I got too excited. Yeah. Um, Paris Hilton had a baby boy via sur surrogate. We're so excited. I cannot wait so to excited. see her in her mom, hot mom era. I'm not going to lie. I did not know. Okay, I kind of knew, but I was not aware of her comeback. I thought we still left her back with Nikki in whatever that show was in like the early Absolutely 2000s. not. Absolutely but, not. So she's making a comeback is what I hear. No, she's, she's great. She really is. And I don't know if you've heard, like, a, a lot of people that are friends with her, or close with her, have actually come out and been like, Paris Hilton is actually really intelligent. I know she, like, puts off this, mm -hmm. you know, hot girl, like, blonde bimbo type of vibe, but she's yeah, actually yeah. very intelligent, and you can't disagree with it with seeing, like, the businesses and her, all of her things that she's done 
and been so successful at. But I'm really excited because her baby boy was born on January 24th, 2023. And it's mm-hmm. an Aquarius, just like me. Oh. <laughs> Which means he's going to be really fucking cool. <laughs> That's I, a big I feel assumption. like I saw somewhere else. <laughs> I feel like I saw somewhere else that Paris and her husband are also Aquariuses. So it's just going to be a house full of Aquarius, which is pretty punk. Is rock. it a good thing? No, I don't know if that's a good thing. What do you mean? Like when you and Jackie both get together, you Aquarian, it's a lot. Jackie, (laughs) we're going to have to talk about this later. Anyways, moving on. I don't mean it's a bad (laughs) thing. I just mean it's, you know, it's a lot of Aquarius energy. That's all I'm saying. Because we're so fun. That's it. Totally. Absolutely. That is exactly what I meant by that comment. I know. All right. Is that Paris Fashion Week all wrapped up? And Paris Hilton? Yep. All Uh, wrapped up in a pretty little bow. All wrapped up in a pretty little bow. I will say the pictures of like the announcement was very cute. I will, I will give her that. Yeah. Very Kylie Jenner. Very Kylie Jenner. What are, what are your name predictions? What do you think she's going to go with for a name? I could honestly see her calling the baby like Aqua for Aquarius. And she's pink, and he's a boy, and Aqua's a blue color. Wow, that just came to me. I am putting five dollars. <laughs> oh, a whole five on huh? the name prediction, Aqua. And if I'm wrong, or if Paris somehow hears this, <laughs> I will die because I think that's a genius name. I should email no, I like her, it. DM her on Instagram. Hey, Paris, I have oh. the perfect name. I think it should be Aqua. Uh-huh. Lindsay, I feel like she's probably already named her child seeing how they were born like <laughs> eight days ago or like five days ago. Yeah, but you could change it. Actually, it's very hard to change your baby's name. I know that personally because my name was changed when I was about one years old. Fun fact. Not what? Easy. Yeah. What was your original name? You know this story. Mm-mm. My original. You can tell me later <clears throat> if you don't want to put it on blast. No, I, it's, it's nothing. It, my original name was Justin Lamar Hollowell. That was my middle name when I was first born. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And yeah. And then my and parents changed it for reasons I don't want to get into. They changed it to Justin Patrick Hollowell. And it's a big process. My mom kind of told me, it's like, you have to put an ad in the paper advertising. You want to change this child's name because in case you kidnap that child, they want to make sure that nobody's going to claim him or something. Obviously, this is probably changing how nobody reads the newspaper. I was going to say, what about, did Kylie Jenner have to put an ad in the paper when she changed her baby's name from Wolf to Air? But, but they have to make it publicly known for some time before you can actually do it, just in case you're trying to like harbor a child who was like abducted. Maybe that's why she name. finally announced the name. She was like, oh. okay, well, I have to announce it so I can legally change it. Yeah. So wild. Yeah. It's not as wow, easy as you love think. that tea. <laughs> all right you guys um what, probably one of the first time i watched a full episode of snl usually i just watch clips but my boy michael b jordan which you know Ooh. he's a specimen i'm just gonna put that out there he is a a specimen he's just built different he honestly is the the promo shots for the new creed movie <sighs> Ooh, i haven't seen them should i look them up Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll look him up later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, um, he did a great monologue. He actually called himself out in his his like public breakup with Steve Harvey's daughter, which I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, I loved that. I thought it was great. He was like kind of poking fun at himself. He even brought up the meme where everybody <laughs> thought he was like pensive and upset. He's like, nah, fam, I was just staring. <laughs> but also like, Michael, it's okay to be upset. No, oh, yeah. You're engaged. I, and now you're not. I was upset for him. Yeah, I, I was upset. Yeah, I was very upset. She's already on to a new man. Yeah, but he's no Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. But anyway, um, so he did the monologue. Great. What were like what were your favorite skits? I know we were talking about it last night. What were your favorite skits? My absolute favorite skit was the State Farm, Jake from State Farm skit. Mm-hmm. I think we have to post it on our Instagram because it was so funny and how it ended was Gonzo and I laughed out loud, cackling when it showed the end. It was so, so good. I thought it was just gonna be cute at first. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be yeah. cute. And then it like escalated from there and I thought, yeah, I thought it was a well done skit. What about you? Uh, um, probably my favorite was the male conference one, only because we all know those, like we see them on YouTube all the time and Instagram, mm-hmm. these guys who are advertising like, hey, if you want to do this and get this, like just join my thing. And because I know, I'm just, I just, I really resonated with it because I feel like that is, we're it in that era. so funny. <laughs> Of like anybody, we are who, in that era. Of like you, anybody gets a minimal amount of success in a field, they're like, "Oh, let me go coach and tell this to everybody, and charge an absurd amount of money." I just, I thought it was very funny how they kind of poked fun at that. That was, that was great. Yeah, I love the scarf that the instructor was wearing. Absolutely, he was like I'm wearing a t-shirt and a scarf. I've made it. It gave me Elon Musk vibes for sure. Did give Elon Musk vibes. Yeah, I could totally see Elon Musk attending a seminar like that back in the day. Like probably when he was like 21, 22, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know Absolutely. what? I'm a genius at everything else, but he's a self-aware king. He probably knew he needed some help in the social skills department. Then I'm sure he signed up for one of those. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. I would have paid to be there. <laughs> you know who's not scary and is my comfort person of my life? Oh my God. I know we can't go anywhere without talking about her. Go ahead. Let's talk about it. Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift. Um, finally dropped her newest music video for Lavender Haze. Beautiful song. Stunning song. I act, it's actually one of my favorites on her album. So I was waiting for this one. Do you know what Lavender Haze means? No, I don't. Wow. Okay. So it originated in, I want to say like the sixties. Uh-huh. 50s, 60s. She actually heard of it watching Mad Men and they refer to the Lavender Haze. And it's just refers to a time like when you get into a new relationship and you're in like your love bubble. They called it a Lavender Haze. You mean the honeymoon stage? Yes, exactly. But back then oh they ha- said it way more romantically as the Lavender Haze. So that's what the song's so about. Sense. Yeah, it makes so much more sense. It's obviously about her and her boyfriend, probably secret husband. Who knows? Lots of conspiracy theories there. Um, Joe Alwyn. So it's a very cute, beautiful song about love. And her music video dropped for it. The What was really interesting was the male lead, which served as Taylor's love interest, was Laith Ashley, who is a transgender male. So that was a really cool moment for the LGBTQ community to see that. Um, I'm sure there's some controversy surrounding that, but I think it's 
pretty cool, pretty exciting. No, I, this is my thing with Taylor Swift. I will be the first to say I will not pay to go see her, but through this research for this podcast and knowing I was going to have to talk about Taylor Swift, I've been listening to her music and kind of talking to behind the scenes experts, AKA Jory. Um, I've been talking hey, Jory. to, <laughs> hey, Jory. Um, I've been talking <laughs> and I will give her props because I guess her, this whole idea of her dropping hints and messages started back with her first album when she was like 15. And when you when you yeah. just get the CD and it had like all the um t- or the songs and the lyrics all printed out, I guess within that the bolded words spelled message, and fans freaked out about it. And since then she's been doing these like little subliminal messages throughout her stuff, and I think it's great. I think it's a cool way that she connects to her fans. Um, I think any artist who can create such loyalty is doing something mm-hmm. right, even if their music doesn't speak to me personally. She's doing something right. I give her, I give her props. She's had a great, amazing journey. I think this music video was really cool. The concept was cool. Um, her using a transgender actor, absolutely amazing. Seeing more people like that in big prominent roles. So I, my, I tip my hat off. I'm not playing any Taylor Swift anytime soon in a DJ set, but I tip my hat off to her. Okay, well, I'll play enough for the both of us. Um, There were a lot of really cool Easter eggs in this music video as well. I couldn't even begin to name them all, but the few that stuck out to me were mm-hmm. the koi fish. I did. I was very confused about them when I first watched it because I yep. did not recognize the koi fish. I know what the koi fish meant. Oh, take it away. <laughs> uh, the koi fish refers to the koi fish that was on her guitar that she used at her last tour, and it's suggesting that they're doing the Taylor's version of uh, what's the album speak now or something. Speak now. It wasn't on her last tour. It was from her speak now tour, Um, but you were very close and I'm proud of you for that. Also, um, there were star signs on the um, records that were laid out and there was a Sagittarius star sign and a Pisces star sign. Like, um, I don't know how to explain the, What do you call it when it's like in the universe, in the sky? Constellation? Constellation. Thank you so much. It was a Sagittarius and a Pisces constellation, which represents her and Joe. So that was another Easter egg. But I'm really excited for Speak Now era to come back around with Taylor's version because it just brings you back to that time. Like Taylor basically was my diary entries for my entire like teenage through college to now like I feel like she's grown up with me every album that she's dropped has eerily eerily like gone with whatever I was going through and every single time an album dropped I was like oh this is my heart song and then another one drops you're like no this one is because she just grows with you so it's really cool to go back to her like Taylor versions of these previous albums that take me back to those times I think speak now I was in high school which is mm-hmm. going to be a very interesting <laughs> yeah. place to take me back to emotionally. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, maybe I'll have some things to work through and that'll be exciting for me. No, yeah, I, I think it's great. I'm excited to dive deeper into Taylor Swift because I'm sure she will be brought up multiple times. Much to my dismay. You'll love it. You'll grow yeah. to love it. You'll be a Swifty by the time we're at like episode 45. Looking forward to that moment. (laughs) All right, guys. So that is up for our news of the week. 
Uh, next, let's talk about a little bit of TV. What have Lindsay? What have you been uh, watching lately? I mean, I was watching Gossip Girl, the reboot. You and me both, girl. You and me both. We were the only two watching. Just announced. No, I knew a few people that were watching here. But like, yeah, I I don't know anyone. I never saw it talked about. It was not a phenomenon like the original Gossip Girl Mm -hmm. was. But it could be one of those things that like in a few years, it becomes big. All of a sudden, people are obsessed with it. And we just like, they just missed the boat. I don't know. But I liked it. So did, did I. you? I thought I don't get me wrong. I was it was no Serena and Blair and Chuck. Like I've no, you, watched that yeah. series all the way through at least three times. That's mm-hmm. how much I love that series. Um, so it was nothing like I but I don't think it compares to that, but I did like how they made it fit this current generation. Like they yeah. had way more people of color, they had LGBTQ people. Like I loved all that. I also like Jackie didn't like this part how the teachers were involved because I think they had the teachers involved because the teachers are like closer to our age. So we yeah. were supposed to relate to them. So I, I, I saw what they were trying to do. I just think that they missed the boat. It's kind of like what they are. Hollywood's constantly trying to do is reboot all these episodes and all these TV shows. And oftentimes reboots just don't land as much. So. Yeah. Well, sometimes too, I feel like they try to do too many things at once, like maybe include too many things at once, like, and the actual story gets lost, but I, I liked it. What'd you think of the finale? I outfits. I I actually haven't watched the finale because I'm saving it because it's, I know it's the last one and Hmm. I'm one of those weird people that will like save the last episode for weeks and weeks. And then one day be like, Lindsay, you have to watch the last episode. Well, don't expect much. Depressed. What have you been watching? <laughs> um, unlike Gossip Girl, this is a show that everybody has been talking about, but mm. I think I have a little bit more personal attachment. Um, the Last of Us is the new it thing on HBO. Pedro yeah. Pascal, who my guy cannot miss, like since Game of Thrones to The Mandalorian to now this, like, so give it a background. The last of us was a game and this game revolutionized video games in the way of most of the time, video games were just about the playing of the game and the action. But this game really focused on building a storyline and people actually liked playing the storyline. Like most gamers are all about playing online, but this game you play to hear the story and see the story and see the characters develop. And it is won multiple awards. It got re-released with like a few changes and then won awards again uh, they had a, a sequel come out to the game. It hit or miss. I loved it. Um, I literally went out and got a, a game system just to play the sequel. I don't play video games anymore. Um, Where? So, what did you play it on? What kind of 4. system? PlayStation. But it, PlayStation, oh, okay. Xbox, it comes out on all of those. And okay. when I first heard about this adaptation, I got really excited. And typically with adaptations, they veer away from the source material a lot, like Game of Thrones. Literally, you can take scenes from the game, scenes from this show, and they're side by side the exact same. It is so amazing. I highly recommend, even if you haven't watched them or played the game, you will still be able to keep up. You'll still think it's great. Um, I don't recommend it for you. Uh, it's a little, it's like zombies and scary zombies. So yeah, not right. I actually watched part of the first episode with Gonzo. Well, I'm proud of you. Um, but I, as I do in every scary 
show scary meaning if someone dies i look up who dies yeah um so that i'm mentally prepared and i don't fall in love with that character that's just how i protect my peace got it and i looked it up i saw who it was and i exited myself from the room for the rest of the episode (laughs) because i had already fallen in love with her and it was so depressing and i didn't need to be there for that kind of did though Oh, so great. I, I recommend watch it. It's really good. Don't Sorry worry, on Gonzo episode three. told it to me in complete detail as he does whenever he watches something that I didn't watch with him. I think we just, we just nerd out because the zombies that they had in the game or clickers, uh, they literally look the exact same in the movie. And so to see that is just mind blowing. It's great. Highly recommend. That is really cool. I like that concept. Yep. 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 And then All we right. both watched You People on Netflix that just came out. And you guys, again, stop what you're doing. Go stop, watch this. Movie. Pause this episode again. Go watch you people, and then come back. Hilarious! But I could not stop laughing. I thought it was so fun, and the fact that the two main character or two of the characters were doing a podcast, I immediately texted you. Were like, oh my god, <laughs> the I universe like, is speaking. I literally was like, this universe is a joke. That it is showing me this movie right now, and I've been waiting weeks for this movie to come out and this is like the opening scene after the trailer after seeing the trailer weeks ago i was like i have to see this like i think jonah hill was amazing lauren london eddie murphy it was it was well done a perfect cast perfect Perfect cast. cast i think going deeper they showed all the amazing LA spots so you can tell this movie was done by somebody who grew up in LA because they went all to like the quintessential spot. It kind of remind me of Insecure in that way. And the soundtrack? Yeah. Oh my God. They played <gasps> Nipsey Hussle with well, his wife as was, the main character? Isn't, yeah, his wife was the main character, which was so cool. It was, and she oh my was God. so good. She was extremely, yeah, it was it was very good. Um, I highly recommend. But more importantly, I think it has a very good storyline, um, mm-hmm. especially for, I think that really connects with me and you, is uh, it talks about being in an interracial relationship and the complexities that come along with that and that, you know, in the beginning, it kind of just said like, love isn't all that matters, but it, because in those situations, like, yeah, there needs to be a lot more. And I thought they kind of brought that in beautifully and just not to say that love isn't enough, but that you, there needs to be other conversations to be had and there's other things that come up and that you have to talk through those things. But I think they did it. Yeah. It's not something that can be ignored. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think they did a really good job. I love it. I'll probably watch it again, to be totally honest. It was great. Definitely. It's now like on my list of comfort movies. It was so good. Laughed the whole time. I like Netflix. wanted to do a deep dive on it, but I want everyone to to watch it first. So yeah. maybe in a week Absolutely. or so we can. Yeah. Talk more. What are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? Yes. Okay. <sighs> now. All right. We are going to talk about sports. Okay. This is so that all the girlies and the guys that don't care about sports are at least caught up on a basic knowledge level that if Justin and I know about this, you will now also be able to know about this. We're putting on a timer for five minutes because we are convinced we won't even be able to talk five minutes about sports. So here we go. Thankfully, the story this week is an easy one. The It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Eagles are playing against the Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs in the 57th Super Bowl on Sunday, February 12th. Excellent job. Holy moly, that was such a big word vomit. 
I'm confused why the Philadelphia Eagles got such a cute name and then the Kansas City Chiefs were just the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that's because um, every time Gonzo's been speaking to me about sports, he's been referring to them as the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Eagles. So now that's I can't say it without saying that. He knows that I need to know like kitschy things to remember. He's got caught it. on to my antics. The, like the Bengals were the Bang Bang Bengals. And who are the other ones that played? 49ers. Oh, the 49ers. He just knew I knew the 49ers. But we're excited to not watch. But we are excited about Rihanna performing. Oh, my God. It's a Rihanna show interrupted by. Interrupted by sports. Football. Actually, I'll, I'll take that back because I am a little bit invested in this Super Bowl because for the first time in Super Bowl history, the two starting quarterbacks are both African-American, which is really dope. Um, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you looked up. Jalen Hurts. We all know who Patrick Mahomes is, unfortunately, because of his brother and his wife. But Jalen Hurts, go look at his Instagram profile. First of all, I did. Fly. He has such good style. I was going to bring that up. Amazing. Amazing. Like, I'm going to do a poll on our Pop Podcast Instagram. I'm going to do, like, the photo, like, the outfit that Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes or Mahomes? Mahomes. With an N? I think. I mean, I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Okay, wait, let me look him up. I'm pretty sure it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes with an N. With an with an M? N, N is in Nancy. No, Justin. Oh, is it M? It's an M. Okay. First of all, Patrick Mahomes outfit. <laughs> We're off to a really good start on this sports stuff. Okay, Patrick Mahomes outfit walking in to his playoff game versus... Uh, Jalen Hurts outfit walking into his playoff game. Yeah. Night and day. Uh, I'm going to post oh. both of them on yeah. our story and then you guys can see for yourselves and vote. But I'm just going to go ahead and say no grown man should be wearing ripped jeans like that. And I'm concerned that he wore those. Now, I don't want to be too mean because I did click over to see Patrick Mahomes' wife's Instagram and she says that she always dresses him for these things. So, I don't want to be mean to her because she's probably going through a stressful time with her husband going through the Super Bowl, all the pressure. Plus, it looks like they have two kids. Mm-hmm, so, you know, do. she has a lot on her plate that his outfit probably was not at the top of her list. Uh-huh. But I'm just going to make a little suggestion that he does not wear ripped jeans anymore like that. In your professional opinion? In my professional opinion, a grown man should not be wearing ripped jeans unless you're in Europe. No. <laughs> why year? Why is it okay when you cross the pond? I only see like European men wearing ripped jeans, and, and you know really maybe skinny, it's, right? And they're really skinny, and yep. they're a hundred percent not my vibe. But like Patrick Mahomes, no. I, I, would I love Jalen Hurts's Jalen Hurts um, outfit, though. Mom. He was wearing an all purple look, which I think purple is going to be the color. I think it's going to be like the next Pantone color of the year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, well, I actually think it was this 2022's color was purple, maybe. Was it really? No, yeah. I, I, I no stand idea. him now. Yeah. He's got some style. He does. So he does. for that reason and that reason only, we will be rooting for the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Absolutely. In this 57 Super Bowl. Where are we at? Because I have nothing else to say. 
I, I will I will say we're rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles for that reason. Also, Jalen, um, he high fived DJ DJ Jazzy Jeff with the Will Smith like freshman of Valera high five, which to a '90s kid who was obsessed with that show, spoke like, to your soul. Spoke to my soul. I'm mm-hmm. also looking forward to seeing Kevin Hart lose his shit again because the last time the Eagles won, do you remember seeing all those memes of him being belligerently drunk at the like after party and being have to be rushed off stage? Okay, these Eagles fans are no joke. Yes, they are. Oh, that was our five minute timer going off. Oh, okay. I'm done with it. Are you? You're done. We're done. I think we made it, guys. We've made it through five minutes of sports. We made it through five minutes of sports. Congratulations. Thanks for bearing with us while we decided if Patrick Mahomes was spelt with an M or an N. (laughs) Um, Okay. That really concludes all of our news for this week. Everything that we've been watching, what we've been consumed by in pop culture, and a little sprinkle of sports. Um, But we wanted to close out by giving you guys kind of like an action item, something to do while you're missing us during the week before our next episode drops. Oh, love that. I know. Um, But that is, I really listen. Okay. I listened to this really good podcast episode with Jay Shetty and Mel Robbins. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to Jay Shetty, but he's amazing. He used to be a monk. Now he's like a world-class podcaster. He interviews everyone. I'm sure you've seen like his interview with, oh, Kobe Bryant, his interview with Selena Gomez, um, Kevin Hart, so many big names. Um, and they re- get really deep, which is cool. They show like a different side, but his interview with Mel Robbins talks a lot about, um, getting in the court. And what she means by that is playing the game, getting into the arena of what you actually want to do instead of sitting on the sidelines, which I thought was really aligned with what Justin and I are trying to do right now and spoke to me. So I figured this would be a good thing for everyone to listen to, to encourage you to get into your court, whatever that may be, could be, you know, like doing more art or actually allocating time for your hobbies or exercise or whatever it is you want to do. So we thought we'd leave you with that. I, when you sent me the podcast and kind of told me this idea, I was like, that is just too perfect. And then when I listened to it and her describing when you're on the sidelines and you're just critiquing everybody else doing it, thinking you can Mm -hmm. do it better. And it's like, no, get off, off your ass and go do it. And I was like, oh my God, that is literally what we're actively doing right now. And, um, you know, we're trying to do it in all kind of different spaces. And I think that's a good first episode kind of action item, kind of like you guys, the kind of the question to everybody is what in our, in your life, are you watching other people do that you wish you were doing? Yeah, exactly. And just start doing it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Obviously ours is not perfect. We're hoping crossing our fingers that our audio works better this time. Like you just got to go for it. And if you guys ever need some little extra encouragement, hit us up in our DMs. Like I'm always down to encourage you to be your baddest bitch self. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Justin, I feel like we should have like a glass of champagne, which I feel so ill-prepared to pop for our first episode. I know. Right. I'm also not drinking right now, but celebrate like the, like, what do they call that when it's a, uh, um, not actually doing it, but doing it uh, ceremonial. Ceremonial. There you go. We're really. Yeah. Maybe we'll make a ceremonial matcha ice latte after this. Love that idea. Love that. Love that for us. Um, please do not forget if you have not already to follow us on Instagram at 
at pop underscore podcast underscore pop podcast was taken. So sorry for the underscores. Please also follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. This was our very first episode. We are so happy you're here. We cannot wait to chat again next week. Our episodes will always come out on Wednesdays um, early morning. So you can have them for your morning commute. Yeah. And uh, yeah, follow on Instagram. We try to update stories that kind of happen throughout the week that we think, you know, you guys want to listen to. So put on those alerts so you get them right to the front of your phone. Bam. Oh, please rate and review us, you guys. Please. I'm on my knees. Please rate and review us so that we look official on the apps, okay? Um, And please review and rate us with a five-star. And please write in there that Lindsay and Justin are stunning, iconic idols of life, period. We want to listen every Wednesday, exclamation. You're welcome. Did all the work for you. Okay. Well, that's it. That's our show. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys uh, next week. Have a good one.